you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Friday, welcome to Good Morning Football. We're presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're live in New York City. It is Friday, December 10th. Welcome to our show. My name's Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, and former All-Pro running back Maurice Jones. Drew. JD. Hey. What's up, buddy? Friday. We've got Nate Burleson stopping by the show. Top five Friday. All sorts of fun and guests, but we also have to start with the highlight from last night's action. There might have to be a documentary on the 2021 Ugh. Vikings. We told you people this game was going to be close. Did we not tell you? Trust us. We know what we're talking about. Let's go to the Twin Cities. Dalvin Cook is back. Justin Jefferson had 182 yards last week. No one cares because they lost to the Lions. Dancing, antics, partying. Is it that kind of night? Already 16 to nothing. Dalvin Cook has one touchdown. Now he has two. He had 200 yards. But hold on. There were two Najee Harris touchdowns. There was an interception. The Vikings sort of let this one wide open. Hold on. You will not believe what this game goes if you didn't see it. The Steelers get off the mat. 29 to 20, all right? It went for two inexplicably. It did. And they didn't get it. And now, but hold on, same old Vikings, no. Cousins says, enough of that nonsense. Let me put this thing to bed. That is KJ Osborne for 62 yards. And that is your dagger. It is, hold on, 36 to 20, under five to play. Down 16, Friermuth, touchdown. Guys, they score, they go for two, they get it. So they're down eight. They were down 29 to nothing. And they're down eight. Roethlisberger, screw it, let's go deep. Claypool had all kinds of things going on last oh night. This was positive. Penalty, move the ball, but they have no timeouts. I know, it's unbelievable. No timeouts. If you get tackled in bounds, the game is over. Don't throw it over the middle. They do. He gets out of bounds. Inexplicable. So now we have one throw to the end zone. Down eight. Roethlisberger looking for Amon Ross St. Brown, but he's not on the team, so he goes to Pat Fryermuth, and he can't bring it in. It is an amazing throw, and credit to Harris and Woods. Fryermuth miserably couldn't bring it in. Took the hits. Hey, the Vikings did not give up a game-winning touchdown two weeks in a row. Fryermuth is miserable, and we respect him. He's a great rookie. But the Steelers 
lose. It's 36-28 Minnesota, and after a game like that, you, listen to Mike Zimmer's take on his own team. It's the most accurate anyone has ever uttered. Take it away, Coach. That team that played in the first half for us was pretty darn good, and I think could probably beat anybody. The team that played in the second half um, probably could get beat by anybody. We kept the TV ratings up, too, so that's good. Every week, now we do it. At any point during the game, were you thinking, oh, here we go again? Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> the whole time in the second half, I'm like, you know, the... <clears throat> yeah. 11 one-score games going into this one last night. We talked about the mentality is creeping into the heads of that team. We talked about the leadership as Ian Rappaport joins us right now. Ian, it was like three hours ago. You and I were drinking whiskey and bourbon and talking about T.J. Watt as a potential MVP candidate on Twitter spaces, uh, at NFL on Twitter. But tell me about T.J. Watt because there was bad news. The Steelers lose, and T.J. Watt left the game early. What's the latest? Yeah, he left the game early, and we saw several cutaways, Kay, to T.J. Watt on the sideline. No gloves, kind of holding his shoulder pads generally a sign that the player is not going back into the, into the game. He was questionable early with a groin injury. And if that sounds familiar, this is something that has happened to TJ Watt at least two other times this season. He's missed time with a groin injury. It's always been minor. He's always been able to be back. It is unclear today how minor this injury is or if this is something that he would be able to return from. He's going to have more tests today on that groin, which is, again, clearly something that has plagued him. He was ruled out uh, midway through the second half. What's also worth noting here is the score was pretty lopsided, obviously, as you guys accurately detailed. It got pretty close and uh, crazy at the end, but he was ruled out when it was a blowout, so maybe that's a sign that the score was related to why he was ruled out, but more tests today for T.J. Watt. Alex Highsmith, his sidekick on the edge, also was ruled out yesterday with a knee injury. More tests coming for him as well. Good insight there from Ian Rappaport. Second half resurgence from the Steelers, of course, wasn't enough. We'll have the latest on T.J. Watt as it happens. I liked your tweet about you might want to turn the, the TV back on with what went on in the first half versus the second. Trace, what do you make? I mean, the Vikings hung on. We should celebrate that, and they got a win. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> One of the craziest experiences is following this Vikings team week to week. You could celebrate the victory in the standings. They're fine. Kirk Cousins has great stats. It has to be one of the most pain-inducing, anxiety-ridden, uh -huh. stressful things to be a Vikings fan uh -huh. and to be up 29 points on national TV and finally having a breath of, ah, hey, this is what it could have been. This is what our season yep. could have And then to have that happen, it's unbelievable. They win, yes, but they win with, like, it can never be easy. <laughs> and. I think they could have been up 51 to nothing in this game. I'm watching Cousins miss wide open Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And then late in the game, it's like, all right, interception, Kirk Cousins. And we got the, the big play by Witherspoon and another interception by Cousins. The run game was working. They kept Dalvin in there. Mm -hmm. Dalvin was unbelievable. And then the, the defense, which was suffocating Roethlisberger in the first half and was stopping the run with Najee. It went away, everything goes away, and they had to hang on for dear life. If it wasn't for a couple Steelers mistakes, the I thought the, the two-point conversion down 29 to 20 was strange. Mm -hmm. I thought going run play, run play, run play, punt when they're down 16 points in the game was strange. I have a lot of questions about both sides of the ball, but Kay, I can't wake up this morning and be like... What was the noise you made? Be like, Minnesota, like, Zimmer summed it up well. Yeah. He's like, of course I'm wondering when the other shoe is going to drop. The Vikings win, but in a lot of ways, that was the Vikings season. Even when they win, it is such a gut-wrenching. They were up 29-0 with T.J. Watt out of the game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they had to hang on on the final play of the game. 
Yeah, I think your record is who you are, right? What are they, six and seven? The Steelers are six, six and one. Like, that's that's what kind of play you're going to get. You're going to get some good play where you should be dominating the game. You're going to get some bad play at that type of record. To me, though, I felt like the Vikings kind of went away from what they were doing defensively. All that, they were putting all those guys up. They were blitzing all over the place, getting free hitters on Ben, stopping the run. And then the second half, they sat back and played covers like they did against Detroit. And I was like, oh, here it goes. It was insane to watch that. <laughs> insane. Yeah. It was, and, and I'm more confused about the Vikings than I've ever been. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to have some type of clarity. I thought 29 to 0, they're running the ball well, Kirk Cousins is on fire, you're throwing it to, and then all of a sudden it just was like, no, we don't want to do this anymore. Something this was broken. This was too right. We don't want to do this. This is just, it's too easy. Let's switch it up. Let's start throwing the ball. Let's start playing coverage. The game is, we want people to stay the whole time. And I'm just sitting here like, you need this win more than anything. Both teams, right? And and when you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers as an offense, they didn't start fast at all. They didn't, they weren't doing anything. You had the the Claypool issue that we'll get into later in the show, but it was just like it was just so many different things that kept going on. It's just like, what are we doing? This is one of my favorite Thursday night football games <laughs> of all time. Crazy. I mean, Charles Dickens. It was the best of Vikes. It was the worst of Vikes. I think that was from a tale of Twin Cities. Nice. Um, the 2021 Vikings. This team. This beautiful bleeping team has played 13 football games. In seven of them, it's been down to the final play. Not the final drive, the final play seven times. They didn't have a lead in the second half or the third quarter. They're up 29 to nothing with 2.15 left in the third quarter. So I want to just put this in perspective of what happened last night. The Falcons were up on the Patriots 25 points in the Super Bowl with eight minutes left. These guys are up 29 with 2.15 left in the third. That means it was even crazier than that. Now, they won because the rookie tight end couldn't bring the ball in. I just don't believe what we saw. And in a way, MJD, I do believe it. And I do think we have clarity on the Vikings in that if they're up 50, they're coming back. And if they're down 50, they're giving it up. Like, whatever way that shakes out, I would not fall off my chair if the Minnesota Vikings won the NFC. I mean, won the whole thing. I would not fall off my chair if they lost the rest of their games going away on the last play of the game. There's anything as possible. And I could almost say the same for the Steelers, but they went into this game, Minnesota, with this funny reputation and they always play close games. And it's almost like they were leaning into that and on the joke, they took it to a farcical level. They wanted it to That was an SNL skit. That was all the cast and characters playing Cousins and Zimmer. I can't believe that that was a real game. That was a spoof of the Vikings by the Vikings. And yet, I can't quit. I can't bail out because in the first half, Zimmer said it, we can beat anybody in in the league. So I can't quit them because they have that kind of firepower when they turn it on. Can they quit them? Can they sort of make this go away? What's happening? No. If, if Friar Muth holds on yeah. to your point about the 28-3, and it's never happened. It almost happened. It was one Friar Muth yeah. catch from making yeah. it happen. Uh, but here they are. They move within a half game back of both the Niners and Washington mm-hmm. for a playoff spot. I want to talk schedule with you, but I think Kyle, like, rip it up and throw it in the air. It doesn't matter. They've got the Bears in Chicago, the Rams, Packers in Green Bay, and the Bears again at home. I can legitimately see them losing and winning all of these games, so I don't care to look at the schedule. Isn't that weird? If the schedule had the 99 Rams and the 2000 Ravens, I don't care who's on the schedule. Going to come down to the final play. That used to be fun, and it was one of our jokes. It's not fun anymore. Mm. It's an absolute fact. MJD, don't you think we know exactly what this team is? Well, look at (laughs) Dalvin Cook. I I thought his interview was the best. He was like, look. What did he say? He was just kind of like... Bruh. Again, (laughs) we're we're better than this. Uh But you're not, though. Uh This is who you are. 
the identity of the Vikings is if we're down by 100, we'll get back and we'll make it to a one-score game. And if we're up by 100, we're going to give it all up mm-hmm. and let you come back and we'll make it close. It's going to keep. Then, it's going to happen week in, week out with that mentality. I think with that locker room thinking, I don't know what. I don't. I don't know the solve of it. You, but we've seen teams come out of this sort of I, a weird. I don't even know if therapy could help them right now. They're just so all over the place. I know. Like it's just kind of who they are. Get that Ted Lasso sports psychologist up in there. It, yeah. They actually need something like that. But the odd thing, and I know we're going to get into this morning. Like, I feel the same way about Pittsburgh. Yeah. Put you on the spot right now. Yeah. Who's more likely to win a playoff game, the Vikings or the Steelers? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I, I would just be scared to play both of them in the playoffs, though, for sure. You, you would or you wouldn't be? I would be. Really? Because you can get that you can get that Vikings team in the first half. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness. Good. Like I know. I know. Or you can get the Steelers team in the second half. So what are you gonna get? It's a crazy game, Kay. Yeah. Terrible run defense. We'll have the latest on TJ Watt. We have a lot to get to. We'll talk running backs. We'll set the slate for your week 14. But we did have heartbreaking news hit the NFL last night as you're waking up. You may be learning of the passing of Demarius Thomas. Thomas was found dead at his home in Roswell, Georgia. Preliminary reports are saying his death may have been from a medical issue. The Broncos released a statement. Here's just a piece of that. We are devastated and completely heartbroken. Demarius's humility, warmth, kindness, and infectious smile will always be remembered by those who knew him and loved him. Demarius was a four-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. Demarius Thomas gone too soon at the age of 33. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Week 14 has kicked off. We've got your highlights from Steelers and Vikings. You might have left in the middle of it, and you're going to want to see what went down in the second half. So we'll have that coming up. But let's get to some mad minute uh, action as we set the slate for Week 14. Can't believe we're here already, guys. Five regular season mm-hmm. weeks left in this thing. So let's start with an NFC East showdown. It's Washington hosting the Cowboys at home. What intrigues you in this game? All wide receivers on the Cowboys side are must-starts in fantasy. Yes, they are, and hopefully they all run their routes so their owner is uh, yeah. The way that you just ruined my joke. What's your take on Cowboys Washington? What do you got? (laughs) There goes my thing. Take my time. Take my 20 seconds. I'm not even kidding. The truth of the matter is Washington is red hot right now, and and they're not winning games with with flash or with sizzle. They're winning games with defense and by running the ball. Antonio Gibson is having an all-pro type season right now, and that kind of style is the antithesis of what the Cowboys have been. Mm -hmm. I think it's a battle of clashes, battle of styles. I kind of like Washington at home in this one. I love it. Yeah, for me, I I think this all comes down to Dak Prescott. This is all about the offense. It's all about can they move the ball? Can you protect them? Can he complete some tough throws? You're going to have to throw in some tight windows. Uh, But I like the Cowboys. Tony Pollard is banged up. Zeke has not been the same for three years. This is a Dak Prescott game. This is why you get paid that money to win this game. And I honestly think that either CeeDee Lamb or Mari Cooper or both, when they score a touchdown, should do a celebration in the end zone where they mock route running and run it precisely on the line and then shake hands and wave up to the owner's box. That would be appropriate. What's his reaction going to be? I think Smile. I'll wave right back. Like, yeah. I love you guys. I love you. Uh, another di- divisional battle going down in Nashville. It's the Jags taking on the Titans. What are you looking for in this one? MJD, you kick it off. That's your old squad. Yeah. yeah I, I just want to know why are we benching uh, James Robinson? Yeah. Well, what's going on with this? You what are we me. doing? Your quarterback has to go and lobby for your best player to touch the football? Like, what are we doing? Like, let's get him the ball. Let's get going. I don't even want to talk about the Titans right now. It's all about the Jaguars. That comes to the head coach, right? Like, Urban Meyer's benching him? Is that the right move? I don't don't know. Uh It's not the right move, whoever's benching him. Uh So they got to figure that out. There's zero buzz on the Titans at all. Zero. And they're at the top. They're right there. Like, they're where they need to be. A.J. Brown hurt. Julio Jones out. Derrick Henry hurt. This is usually the Derrick Henry game. He terrorizes Jacksonville like no other player does any other team. Tennessee, stay in this thing. Win the game, and then we'll start talking about you again. But I can't think of a team that is that flat in the media, despite being right where they need to be. No, and, and they're coming off a bye, and it's yeah. like, hey, look, this team lost to the Texans a couple weeks ago. That's this right. team lost to the Jets a few weeks ago. Is that what you are, or is this a team that's going to contend with the Patriots and with the Chiefs in a playoff game? You're right. I think the Titans are like the three seed this mm-hmm. year, no matter what. Like, I don't think they can mess it up even. I think they're the three seed, and we go to the playoffs. Does anyone, like... Titans, show us something. Blow out the Jaguars. They're behind the race for the one seed, that's for sure. They do have schedule girl, the easiest remaining schedule by far in the NFL. So do not count out those Titans. Maybe root them on this week. All right, a showdown in the division brings us uh, Raiders facing Chiefs. This one at Arrowhead. What intrigues you in this one? Peter. I'm going to go with uh, the, the, the Raiders side of it because I spoke about Mahomes a little bit here. Here we are. Like, we're at the precipice again. Uh-huh. Like, this is it again. And it's Derek Carr in Arrowhead where, guess what, last year he won. Went in there and they beat him in week five. And he, uh-huh. I don't know what to do next offseason if the Raiders finish this season nine and eight. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at, or eight and nine. And here we go again. I think, again, if you're the Raiders, you have to figure out a way. What are you going to do? We know the Chiefs are on this winning streak. How can you stop it? And the only way to beat the Chiefs in 
in Arrowhead is you have to outscore them. Uh-huh. You have to score 40 points. Uh-huh. Right? That's what they did last time. That's what the Bills did. The teams that go in there, you got to beat them at their own game. Can you do it? I want to shout out to a KC radio station that loves Good Morning Football and watches every single morning. The Cody and Gold Show, 610 Sports Radio, KC, our teams, our town. They're doing a movement called the Creed is Good movement in which they're trying to champion Chiefs rookie center Creed Humphrey for the AFC Offensive Rookie of the Year. Cool. I'm way behind it. There's no reason a lineman oh cannot God. win it. Uh, the movement had a lot more heat when it was just about beating a Bengals wide receiver. Now that it's about beating a Patriots quarterback, it is a lot harder. But we need your votes. We need your support. I support Cody and Gold as they support Good Morning Football every morning. Creed is good. Go get it, my man. I got to know him a little bit in the preseason. Yeah. Trey, the new kids on the block. That's awesome. They sent you that? Yeah, they sent me that. But they're that team. They're like, we watch you guys every morning. We watch you on oh, mute. Yeah. But we got you up in the That's studio. We love Good Morning Football. Cody and Gold. Very Creed cool. You think the Raiders have to score 40 points? That's what they did the last time. Uh, but, I, I mean, I'm going to say this. Creed is great. He's not just good. Okay, he's, he's the best center in football right mm-hmm. now. No kidding. Mm. Oh, man. I was going to say to your 40-point thing, the Chiefs have allowed um, each of their last two points to just nine points. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be real easy to do with a defensive turnaround. It's a divisional AC game. Set. You just mm-hmm. never know. 40 mm-hmm. points is a lot. Finally, mm-hmm. the Ravens and Browns battle it out again, this time in Cleveland. What are you looking for in this one, MJD? Baker, can you outshine Lamar? Okay. That's what it comes down to, very simply. Like, the last time you played, you didn't do it, even though Lamar threw four INTs. You didn't outshine him. You got to go out there and, and do your thing. Hopefully, you guys can throw the ball a little bit more. You can't, as much as I love Cleveland, the way they run the football, because running the football is, like, the best thing ever. Eventually, Baker, you're the number one pick. You want all this money. You got to win the big one. Baltimore, destroy this team. Destroy them. I, I don't want to hear any of the storylines. I, I love Baker, and I love the comeback that he can make. Coming off the bye, Baltimore, you got to be better than this team right now. They had never been a thing this year. They've fallen apart. They've traded a star wide receiver. They've had all kinds of issues. Blow them off the field. Take ownership of the NFC North. Somebody needs to. Oh, this game's in Cleveland. I know. And the Ravens Even are better. so banged up. You know, everyone thought the reason Harbaugh went for two was because Lamar, you can't take the ball. It's because he didn't trust his defense at the end because of how many injuries they have. No Marlon Humphrey. Obviously, we know no Marcus Peters. He's been there all year. And I look at this Ravens team. They are hanging by a thread. Like, this game, this, I can see this game, and I said it last week with the Steelers. I think this is when both teams could score around 13 mm. points, and it's like the team with the last, last opportunity Tough to kick goal wins. Coming off a bye, they had the Ravens right before that. They're the first team since 1991 to play the same team in back-to-back games. Can't wait for that. It's time now for some Top 5 Friday Fantasy action. Week 14 is underway, so let's go with my five fantasy values that are going to help you get a win and get into your fantasy playoffs. I want to start with quarterback Russell Wilson. I know it feels wrong to have him on this list. He's barely playable this year, honestly. He did show some signs of breaking out last week, however, in the win over the Niners, putting up 231 yards, two touchdowns. It's pretty decent. It's how we love from Russell Wilson. doesn't make him a top-five quarterback, but... I like the matchup. He's got the Texans this week, so if you've been waiting for the right moment to play him all year, now is the time to go for it. Up next, Titans running back Dontrell Hilliard. He was on my waiver list two weeks in a row. I think he had a bye last week, so scoop him up. Remember the last time Hilliard put up 133 total yards and a touchdown against the Patriots. Tennessee has tried a lot of different options at running backs, veterans, future Hall of Famers coming through, and Hilliard is the one who sparked this offense since Derrick Henry went down. You'd have to think they feed him. It's a good matchup to do it. They want to be talked about in the AFC and they've got a brilliant matchup against the Jacks. At receiver Brandon Ayuk after a slow start to the season, Ayuk's really picked it up, averaging 77 yards a game over the last three. I think we could see the Niners look his way a little bit more. Debo, if he's unable to play again, this is what I was talking about last week, is a decent matchup against those Bengals in Cincinnati. Another receiver I have my eye on is Michael Gallup. Zeke dinged up, Tony Pollard in rough shape. 
I think we will likely see an aerial attack from Dallas against the Washington secondary. That's third most generous to wide receivers. This will probably be my stack of the day. I don't know if I'll make it on game day morning from Cincinnati. I might get into my GRD shot and start talking to you guys recklessly about fantasy, but this is what I would do. Gallup would be an absolute stack monster with Dak, with CD, whoever. Over the last few weeks, Gallup's averaged nine targets and double-digit points per game, so get him in your lineup. And last but not least, a favorite on our show, Jarvis Landry. He got a matchup with the Ravens a couple weeks ago, and he put up 111 yards. That was his highest total in over a year, and that was before the Marlon Humphrey injury. So given how banged up this Raven secondary is, and the fact that Odell is gone, he's smiling and scoring touchdowns with Matthew Stafford and the Rams at SoFi, I would expect another big day out of his BFF, Jarvis Landry. All right, there's my little list. A bunch of different positions. Russell Wilson, Dontrell Hilliard, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Gallup, and Jarvis Landry. That is top five Friday. Let's bring in Ian Rappaport here. Uh, we've got highlights all show long. Nate Burleson will stop by with Ian. Uh, as we look ahead to the NFC East on Sunday, Cowboys, who do they have available at running back against Washington? Tony Pollard, uh, one of the Cowboys running back, kind of the sidekick to Ezekiel Elliott, but someone who's been a, a potential breakout star in his own right. He is battling a foot injury, but it's actually a pretty serious one. It's a torn plantar fascia, which is bad, but considering the fact that it's torn, it's actually not so bad because it's not quite as painful, and potentially he could even play on Sunday, likely with a shot. Going to be a game-time decision there for Zeke Elliott. Uh, the bell cow for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he's battling a knee injury, but it is getting better. He had that little extra time last week to heal. He's been a full participant in every day of practice this week. That is a good sign that you're going to see the full and real Zeke Elliott on Sunday for the Cowboys. We appreciate that. It's one of the many great matchups on this Sunday slate of action. Ian, talk to you in a bit. Which one, guys, at the breakfast table? And you can tweet us at GMFB. MJD, will you be watching most closely? It's amazing going to be the Bills Bucks. I, I I love this matchup. I think the Bucks um, are playing really well right now. They're finding ways to win. They win the Indianapolis and one. But then the Bills, on the other hand, you just come off a Monday night loss where everyone's like, "Who are the Bills? How do you lose to a team that only runs that only throws the ball three times?" Right. So I think there's so uh, many implications for playoffs for just team playing better. The Bills are in the wild card. They're in the I want to say they're the last seed in the AFC right now. They have to find a way to win. And so can Josh Allen and this team? Get over the hump. And then for the Bucks, can you keep going? Can you keep this win streak alive? Can you keep playing well? Uh, Bruce Aarons once said they weren't a very smart football team. They've been, they've been playing really smart as of late. Can they keep going? So I'm excited to see this matchup. Uh, two explosive teams. Bengals, Niners, 7-5 and five versus 6-6. Six and six. Who wants in? This feels so pivotal to me. Niners have been there. They've been there. They've been on the stretch. The Bengals have not. I'm fascinated to see how the Bengals show up in a season when if it kind of goes away and fades down the stretch, fine. You made progress. There's things to build on. Or do they say, no, we're going to the playoffs this year? Also, the Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo, it's, this is a reckoning right now. This is a big, big game for him. You have people like Steve Young talking about Trey Lance and let's get this thing going. Like, a lot of stakes in this one for both teams, for the future. Niners Bang is going to be really physical too, Peter. I love it. I don't know if you've noticed the dormant franchise for early in the season kind of awakened the last few weeks both 
publicly and then on Twitter and then the celebrity fans start coming out of the woodwork. Washington has a fan base that goes very, very deep and it is all over our country. Mm -hmm. And when they're winning, you get those hashtag HTTRs and you know that the Washington sure. football team is ready for this one. Biggest game of the year for them. They've won four straight and here come the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, they're coming off a win. They might be feeling good. They've got 10 days rest. But gosh, when I hear Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard might not be 100% for this one. Mm -hmm. and the way Washington's defense is going, and the way they're winning the game. You like them? I, I love this game. And I love that it's not on Sunday night. It's not. It's a one o'clock game in Washington. Old school. Let's go. Let's go. Who wants to wake and, and ring the bell and go? I, this is the NFC East. The Cowboys win. It's their division. Let's end it. They lose. Mm -hmm. Washington plays the Cowboys mm -hmm. again. They play the oh, Eagles boy. twice. They play the Giants. And that could be that. Mm -hmm. I like this slate because to, to double down on what you're saying, with these 1 o'clock games have big implications, not even just for this season. I'm looking at Ravens-Browns. It's part duh of this matchup. Ravens, you want to push for that one seed? You, you look off. You look off the past several weeks. I want them to get back on track. The Browns, they just want to stay in the thick of a, a, a playoff hope. They're sitting at the bottom of the division right now. It's a must-win game for this Browns squad uh, that legitimately needs a win, needs Baker. Beyond playoffs, beyond the 2021 season, are you playing for your job? This weekend at 1 p.m. on an afternoon, you playing for the future to cement that with this team. You can do that with a win over the Ravens. I don't know if you can do. I don't know. I think it's a huge. If Baker's game for great. Baker. Like what a huge statement it is. Mm -hmm. Like just be great, Baker. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. he's not. Mm -hmm. Okay, following the loss of the Patriots, the Bills' playoff chances may have changed. We're talking about that matchup. Nate Burleson is joining us at the breakfast table to discuss that one coming up next. We'll talk running backs. We've got another mad minute, and then we'll make our picks of the week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
happy Friday, everybody. Things are a little wild here on Fridays in the final hour and a perfect time to bring in our best friend, Nate Burleson, to hang out with us. Nate, how you doing? Okay, Kyle, Peter, MJD. What's up, everybody? Hey. Nice to see hey, you. You're on. smiling. You're ready to go here. I mean, we're coming down the stretch of the regular season. And your former team, my friend, those Minnesota haunted Vikings, bounced back last night. They got the win over the Steelers. It wasn't a great win, and it was absolutely terrifying at the end as they nearly blew a 29-zip lead. But you went through your share of these types of games and heartbreaks in your time there. Is there a rational explanation for why this happens to the Vikings? No, there isn't a rational explanation. But I will say this. Do not subscribe if you are a Vikings player, if you are a Vikings fan. Don't subscribe that, to that thought that something always happens to us. Because once you do, once you commit to that, MJD knows that stuff will haunt your locker room. And it will haunt you on the sideline during the game. And I'll take you back to my Vikings days when Mike Tyson, I've repeated it on the show, and I'll say it again, we won an ugly game. It was back and forth. We almost blew it a handful of times during the game. We got in that locker room, and he knew what type of questions we were going to get. And he said, never apologize for victory. All that matters in the league is that you get the dub, and they won. Nate, your foray into the world of fantasy football is more pressing right now on our show. Um, appreciate your Vikings love and your work with them, but you're on a Nickelodeon show called NFL Slime Time, and I gotta say, I watch it every week, right. and I don't watch it for the entertainment, which is great. I watch it to see how you did in your fantasy football game. You've now dropped games to Chloe Grace Moretz. Mm -hmm. To Drew Barrymore, mm -hmm. yeah. to Kelly Rowland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you were yeah. able to finally pull out a win in week 14 <laughs> against former pussycat doll Nicole Scherzinger. It's not about them, it's about you going over for the season with my man Young Dylan. What's going on and how do we change this before the season's over? What I gotta do is, after the show, I gotta hit up Kay Adams. She gotta give me some fantasy knowledge. But I will tell you this. We did a little experiment again, got dirty with some slime, and we landed a really good quarterback. So, Kyler Murray, I'm talking to you. I know you guys have a big game. Rams, cards, yes. at home. Kyler Murray's going to hold us down. We are going to get this dub with him leading the way. Don't you wish your wide receiver three was hot like me? Surgeon uh, <laughs> gave you the business, Nate. And I'm sure Stone Street's coming for you next, wherever that may be. Adams, hook the man up I for will. goodness Michael sake. Michael Gallup. All right, Nate, uh, speaking of pressing, there. Kurt Warner was uh, in uh -huh. the, the Burleson chair, in, in effect, this week. And he was talking about American Underdog, the movie that comes out about his life and everything. We know that when the Nate Burleson yeah. movie inevitably comes out, we know who you're going to target to play yourself, which will be yourself. But um, I, the question that I'm tasked with asking you today is, when the um, Good uh -huh. Morning Football movie comes out and this uh, manifestation oh, of gosh. the cast, oh, who are the four thespians that you would pick to play us? Take it away, Nick. Oh, jeez. All right, um, so I'm jumping right in with Kay. I would go with uh, somebody oh, that is fierce, um, that can control the scene. Can kick butt while doing yeah. it. I'll go with Scarlett Johansson for Kay Adams. Kay, all right, okay. like that one, huh? All right, let's keep I'm this thing going. All right, for Kyle, I want somebody with some, some versatility. You know, I want somebody that can make you laugh, but you can also get real serious and get into character. I'm going with Matt Damon for my guy, Kyle Brandt. All right, Peter Schrager. Nice. I, I'm awesome. going with somebody who um, can you show you layers of emotions. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, when when he doesn't get that graphic he wants, he can pick that pin up and just throw it across the studio. <laughs> That's a little behind-the-scenes joke for us on Good Morning Football. Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah, because we know he'll lose it oh, if he has to. I like so that. Peter, oh, that, that's a good one. I know you like that. And MJD, I was thinking about somebody that can kind of encapsulate everything. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that's smooth, intelligent, but also got a little bit of that hood in them. 
Lorenz Tate. Now tell me I wasn't spot on oh. with each of these selections. Come on, fam. Nate, that yeah. was really good. Very really fun. good. Uh, Peter was a little, like, a little tense right. about what your answer was. Yeah. Me. Peter, like, I, I, I thought you were going to go a, a variety of ways. You could have gone John Lovitz. You could have gone. Oh, no. uh, you could have <laughs> gone Jonah Hill, which I've gotten quite a bit on Twitter. You went Christian Bale, <laughs> but not because of his acting skills, but because he has temper issues and threw a pen one time. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. I like it. You want me to turn down your lights? <laughs> That's it. Okay, before you go, I have to get your take on Bill's Bucks, because we saw that weird, wild Bills-Pats game on the Monday nighter. We saw the three pass attempts by Mac Jones and company. They knocked off, you know, Josh Allen and everybody. That's the game this weekend, right? They got to go down the Bills to Tampa Bay and take on Tom Brady. How is this going to shake out? Well, I got the Bucks winning this one. I mean, they're getting healthy at the right time. You know, Tom Brady, no matter if it's a game where they are just rolling another team and putting up big points, or it's if it's an ugly back-and-forth game, they're still going to walk away with the dub. Um, but for the Bills, they're still a playoff team. But this could damage their confidence if they lose this game. So after this weekend, we're going to know a lot about who this team is. What do we say all the time on the show? You are who you will be in the playoffs. This is December. So there is no, uh, no more time to kind of work things out. So um, I, I have the Bucks winning this one, but the Bills, we are on higher alert for your season. But I have to say this before I go. Um, Demarius Thomas, he passed away. I played against him. Um, I met him on a few occasions. Same kind of social circle. So it was tough news for me this morning. Um, and we talked about it on CBS Mornings. I'll leave you with this. As receivers, we approach the field with this cockiness, with this ego, overconfidence, this, this chest-thumping, vaingloriousness. Damaris Thomas wasn't that. And he was built like a Greek god and played like the best receiver in the game. There were moments where he actually was. Uh, for him to be 33 years old and to pass away, I know we hear it all of the time. The good die young, but he was a good dude. He walked around with humility and ward like a coat everywhere he went. Uh, he's going to be missed. And it's unfortunate that he was taken so soon. It's so beautifully said by you, Nate. We, of course, have been hearing the news, the outpouring of love. It's heartbreaking news that Demarius Thomas, a Super Bowl champion, a five-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, we just saw images of him winning that championship with Peyton Manning, of course, passes away too soon at the age of 33. We'll have more details. And we love you, Nate, for always bringing that to our table. Have a good one. Segment's called Three on Three. A couple weeks ago, we had Chris Carter on the show. Okay. I went through who I believe were the top three most underrated wide receivers in NFL history. Generated a lot of conversation. He gave me his three. Today, with Maurice Jones-Drew at the table, we're going to do my top three all-time. And you're going to do your top three now in the game. Yeah. And we're going to break them down. Maurice has not seen my list. It could be anyone from the 1920s to today. My top three most underrated running backs in NFL history. We want to hear from you on Twitter. I'm going to start with a Kansas City Chief named Jamal Charles. Okay. Oh, I think goodness. Jamal Charles quietly retired and like is never mentioned anymore. Jamal hmm. Charles was amazing. An absolute flash of speed and burst coming Thanks. out of the University of Texas. And in his rookie year, this guy did things and everyone's like, wait, he could be the lead back on this team. And then he took it from there. Jamal Charles, in 11 NFL seasons, averaged more than five yards a carry, okay? That's more than Jim Brown, who oh, averaged yes. 5.2 yards a carry. An absolute lightning bolt, and it's the most in NFL history. That's amazing. By a running back. Let's go to number two, a guy you know quite well. Yes. Number two, 
How about some Fred Taylor highlights? Ooh. How about some Fred Taylor, some Fred Taylor highlights for you here? <laughs> you need to go ahead and get them in there. Get on it, just, just watch, and then get them in the Hall of Fame. All right, I'll make my case based on the numbers, okay? Holds the NFL total touchdowns, okay? 17 as a rookie. And then I go to where he stands historically, all right? I think Frank Gore is going to get in, right? No question he will. All right, we think Frank Gore is going to get in. I think Adrian Peterson's going to get in. Yeah, right? he's definitely going to okay. get in. Why don't we see a list of the most rushing yards by any Hall of Fame eligible players right now who are currently not in the Hall of Fame? It's Fred Taylor. Hmm. He's the number one. Why should he be on the outside looking in? Fred Taylor was incredible. He was your teammate in Jacksonville. Yeah. Make the case right now to the voters who are watching oh, why Fred Taylor belongs in Canton. It's simple. If you just watch the tape, I know he, that a lot of people saw the injuries he had, but the way he played the game, the size, the speed, the athleticism, I remember him being older in his years and outrunning some younger guys. We were playing the Carolina Panthers. He went for 80 and walked off on everyone. I mean, not only that, in the locker room, he's a tremendous leader, helped me on and off the field, still a great friend of mine that we talk about. But, you know, the Hall of Fame is about football. Look at the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves. All right, number one, I'm going back to the 80s. Roger Craig. Roger Can Craig. We wow. some Roger wow. Craig? Give me the high knees. Roger Craig with the high knees. Kyle, you know it. Hell yeah, I do. These teams were great, and we always talk about Rice in Montana. Roger Craig, for a couple of years there, was the best running back in football, and that included an era uh, with Walter Payton on the field, and it included an era with Barry Sanders on the field. Roger Craig did things that people do now that was not considered normal back then. Roger Craig is one of only three players in NFL history to have 1,000 receiving yards in a season and 1,000 rushing yards in a season. Those are my three. I go Jamal Charles, Fred Taylor, Roger Craig. These Ooh. are my top three most underrated, underappreciated running backs in NFL history. I guess it's time for me here. to go on got, my man? list. Woo! I'm going to go on today, right now. Okay. Okay, right. let's just go back to Monday night, right, with the Patriots. I'm going to start with Damian Harris. This guy's awesome. He doesn't, first of all, he got drafted in the third round. But watch what he's been doing, right? Even last year with Cam Newton, he played well. But this year, he's kind of taken it on having 100-yard rush games. I want to say he's third right now in rush games. I don't have my stats with me, but I was looking at him earlier. There you go, three. See, look, there, boom, right there, four. I knew it. Jonathan Taylor's obviously on a mission. Derrick Henry's been hurt. So, to me, Damian Harris is, is one of the top guys. They lean on that running game to help back Jones out. He's one of the main dudes. I know Ramondre Stevenson's playing well, but he's been the guy the whole time. All right, here we go. Number two, James Conner. Oh, Conner. Now, we were talking about Kyler Murray. No, James Conner is the guy, because guess what? Kyler Murray doesn't have to run the ball anymore. They have a running back that can run. This has been the key the whole time. He's done a tremendous job of really balancing out this offensive attack. And then this one, this is the one year he hasn't, he, well, knock on wood, he hasn't been banged up. Yep. Right when he was in Pittsburgh, he's been hurt a lot. This year he's trying to take it on the toll, so that's been great. Who is the most underappreciated Give running it to back us. in all of football? Maurice Jones-Drew, the floor is yours. Are you ready? Yes. Joe Mixon hasn't got any respect. It's like, oh my God, Joe Mixon is good. Joe Mixon has always been good. He just never got a chance to get the ball. You're starting to see them throwing the ball out of the backfield. You're seeing his running ability, his vision, his balance, his toughness. Joe Mixon is a 6'2", 225-pound player that runs a 4'4", that can play receiver, run in, in between the tackles, outside. I mean, he's physical, breaks through tackles. He doesn't get enough credit. Mm. Look at this. Mm -hmm. Almost 1,000 yards. No one talks about what they do, Cincinnati, running the ball. 
I mean, he's been, again, another key for why they've been able to do you know, what they're doing. it's interesting. Jonathan Taylor is probably the first team all-pro, and if Derrick Henry was there, we'd call him. We no question. follow the game every day, five days a week. We do it all. Is Mixon the best running back in football overall? Like, could you compete him with Jonathan I, Taylor? I told people this when he was coming out of school, that he was better than Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had some issues, but since then, he's shown that year after year after year. I think he's one of the best, if not the best in the game right now, overall. Week 14, 1-4 of the NFL season. We have some game picks for you. You have to do game picks. We take ours very seriously. It's the segment we call the GMFB Certified 100% Grade A Grass-Fed Top Choice Picks in the Week. We each go to one, and we brand it with fire. Peter, you take this stuff very seriously. Give yep. us a one matchup of all the matchups that you think is going to be important and that you're very passionate about. I am. About. I've, I've been right the last two weeks. I've taken the Michigan Wolverines. Okay. I believe I'm the reason that they're playing um, in the College Football National Championship. I'm now going to take a team that I've been watching very closely yes. this week. It's been under the radar for many, but I think the Atlanta Falcons rise up. Oh, the Falcons. I think the Atlanta Falcons beat the Panthers. And I think Kyle Pitts, whose numbers have plummeted in the last few weeks, has the Kyle Pitts game. It's happening. I'm talking 10 catches, 200 yards, <laughs> Kyle Pitts, and Damn. it is the afternoon for Falcons fans Let's to go. rally around. I'm going with the Falcons as my... Here, do Dirty Bird. Dirty Bird. Come on. Just flash it. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's it. Jamal Anderson, underrated running back. That's right. That's right. MJD. You can't take the Falcons because Peter took I, I'm them. so nervous. I've seen this on TV. This is my first time, so I'm going to try to do my best with it. But I got my own matchup between the Cowboy and the Washington football team. Okay. And very simply, the Cowboys coach says, we're going to win the game. What do you expect me to say? And I'm going to with you, coach. I believe the Cowboys mm. are going to dominate. I believe Dak Prescott and those wide receivers that Kate talks about on fantasy are going to have go. a lights out day. I think that Micah Parsons is going to get after Taylor Heineke. I believe all, and that's why I'm going with the Cowboys as my... Light them up! Whatever. Light them up! Grade A. Read it. Grade A. I'm looking, I can't see. Certified. Certified. Here we go. Grass-fed top choice. Top choice of the week. Please beat us, Thank you, Phil. Yeah. This is a tough slate for me to pick. I didn't, you know... Should I go low-hanging fruit, Bengals? Like, I'm going to see Claire Kittle. I'm sorry. I'm going to see you hug you and apologize that the Bengals are going to sweep the floor with Fred Warner and uh, back and George Kittle out there. I'm sorry. You're going to lose that game. So I won't even go there. I picked the Browns to go to the Super Bowl. I picked them to lose to the Packers. They got to get out of the basement mm-hmm. in their own division. Like, you're coming off a bye week, Baker. Hopefully yeah. that helped you get healthy. Chubb is healthy, revitalized. This Raven secondary, not healthy. Mm-hmm. I said Lamar has to be the brightest star. I think the Browns. Browns. Okay. Browns over. Baltimore Ravens, I'm not going to headbang today. No. I'm just doesn't not. Why right. not? I'm it here. I've never right. known. You doesn't have to do it. I, I'm here. Right. I, don't, I don't have hair oh, to headbang. I'm not doing so. it. That's why right, I'm that's going with the Browns over the Ravens. Oh, my God. This feels right. Light up. Game. Pigskin. Top grade choice. Skyline chili on the side. All over it. Well, that's even better. Dabs to the fire. Um, The Buffalo Bills are going down to Tampa, Florida this weekend. Mm. And uh, I was watching Josh Allen's media session. The word I would come away from with is confident. Confident, determined, focused. Also, um, I was looking at the streak uh, right now, the active streak of quarterbacks with the most games in a row with an interception. 
There's 13 players tied at two. Lamar and Justin Herbert are tied at four. And the current leader with the most consecutive games with an interception at five games is a quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady. I think Brady is going to make another mistake in this game. And I think this game is going to be Josh Allen unleashed. I'm talking about 58 passes, running game be damned. And I'm going with the Buffalo Bills to go into Tampa and win the game and flip the table as Let's do it! If you're not going to do it now, go quietly into the night. If this team is their most confident when no one believes in them, then you must be the most confident team in the damn world right now because nobody does. Go get it done. I like that you picked the Falcon Shrakes. <laughs> Falcons? Bucks by 30, Kyle. Who are you kidding? Nice. Okay. We'll find out. We're recording. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 